Welcome to Hachzeik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. Hello, my sweetest friends, and welcome back to Hachzeik, our daily limit of Mr. Sharm. Today we are up to day number 59. As we continue through chapter 11, we finished up yesterday the idea of cleaning, cleaning ourselves out, the meat of Nikias, Nikias in regards to lies, untruths, falsehoods, and how important that is to avoid sheker, lies, and to run after truth and only focus on MS. And today we're going to go weiter along the same lines, talking about a couple more prohibitions that we need to be focused on and to clean ourselves out from. Starting with Nikias from Chil Hashem. The offshoots of desecrating Hashem's name, there are many different facets and aspects to it. Because people need to be extremely careful when it comes to the honor of Hashem. And everything that we do, we need to be very, very careful and contemplate deeply about what we do. And say, To make sure that nothing should result uh, from what we do as as a chel Hashem, Kvashaninu, we learned the novos. Whether it's intentional or unintentional, it's similar when it comes to chel Hashem. Obviously, not that they would be punished the same way, but they're they're equally grave to a certain degree because we know Hashem created the entire world. Hashem created the world in order for His honor. So anything we do, even unintentionally, to take away from Hashem's honor, Hashem be to desecrate Hashem's honor, is a grave, grave thing. We have to be extra careful to even avoid the unintentional. I'll tell us what is considered Someone like me, I buy meat, I take meat from the from the butcher, and I don't pay him right away. That, on my level, Rav says, would be a Chil Hashem. Or if someone like me, if I would walk four almost without studying Torah or wearing Tevillin. On my level, Rabbi Yochanan says, that would be a Chal Hashem. But anyone, what's the idea? Everyone according to their level, and according to how highly that person is seen in the eyes of the generation. It's, it's, it's subjective. These, these people on their levels have to think and make sure not to do anything inappropriate that someone of, of their madriga, of their chashivas in the community would do. Because to the extent of that person's prominence in the community and his chashivas and his level of wisdom, so too, we have to, has to be that, that much more careful when it comes to matters of holiness and making sure not to do And if they don't do this, So then, on their madrega, for them not to live up to that stat- standard, then a level of Echel Hashem would come about as a result of their actions. Chas v'shalom. Because this is the honor of the Torah. Because theoretically, someone who learns a lot of Torah, should, you should see a correlation in their perfecting their own midos, their own character traits. And anyone that's deficient in their midos, but continues to learn a lot, more, so then you're causing a bizarre, a disgrace to Torah itself. Because Torah is supposed to perfect someone, and you're learning tons of Torah, but you're not being a, a more perfect person with your mitos. That can cause a, a desecration of Hashem's name. Hashem is the one who gives the Torah. And he told us to be osik and occupy ourselves with it. Why? To reach our own shlemus, to perfect ourselves through our limit of Torah. So if someone is 
is learning tons of Torah. There are Talmud Chacham, there are Rav, there's someone that's prominent in the community as a, as a, as a leader, as someone that learns a lot of Torah, and yet they're not acting properly. That's an even greater Chalil Hashem. It's, it's, totally, it's, it's really subjective. And that's the idea. You see Chas Shalom in, in the news when you hear big Rabbanim, people that um, Chas Shalom are, are caught or are, are, are allegedly doing wrongdoings, things that do not look good um, on the Jewish community or on, or on Hashem or on the Torah. So that obviously would be a greater Chalil Hashem if, if another Jew that is not a prominent rub with a big beard would Hashem do something in the public eye um, that causes a Chalil Hashem. It is subjective. And yes, it is important to realize even those people with beards and Tamini Chacham, they're also human beings, right? They're also, they're, they, they're flesh and blood. They're not Malachim. They have their, they have their Chasronos. But as Mishael Shem points out, still those people have to make sure they hold themselves to a higher standard than what's expected of the general population because people do look at them differently. The people do expect more from them. And if they don't reach that standard and live up to it, so then it's even even graver, if they do something that is against uh, a Torah way of life and the values of, of Hashem and, and Torah and, and Mitzvahs. So that goes for being very careful of And now... And, uh, which uh, is a an Indian along the same lines that we were discussing of a human interaction, and then we talk about the idea of observing Shabbos. This one, interestingly, I, I haven't I haven't looked into the Mefarshim yet. I want I want to understand why this um, falls into the category of of in human interaction. I think we're going to cover that tomorrow. So for now, we're going to talk about Shabbos. Shabbos observance. That we have to be clear clean ourselves out from Chil Shabbos by any way, shape, or form. Also, keeping Shabbos and Yom Tif is a major challenge for, for people. Because there's so many laws when it comes to Shabbos. 39 of us Lochos and all they're told us. And Chazal tells us in Gemara Shabbos, there are so many halachas when it comes to Shabbos. And even Rabbinic, I mean, the Rabbanan, um, Prohibitions that they put in front of us, they instituted gazeras around Shabbos to make sure we don't fall on Shabbos. Even though technically they are midir which you would think is on a lower level than midir isa, these are fundamental, super important. Should not be light in your eyes. Because smicha is a midir iser to lean on an animal. On Shabbos, on Shabbos Yom Tov, and there's a machlokas for generations whether on Shabbos Yom Tov someone brings a, a, an individual carbon that normally midoraisa there's a chiyav to lean do smicha on the animal as part of the ritual, the the ceremony of, of giving that carbon in the base of mikdash. There's machlokas whether on Shabbos we still do it. Hold on, leaning on an animal is only midoraisa gezera decree from the rabbis that you're not supposed to lean on animals on Shabbos, and yet you're saying that can override a midoraisa part element of the sacrificial process and ceremony of leaning on the animal, that shows you how grave, how important it is. These are abundance, we can't just take them lightly. Now the details of Shabbos and all their machloksim uh, and, and ramifications, there's volumes and volumes and volumes of svarim that cover the halachas of Shabbos and all the details. And all of them are equal in regards to keeping Shabbos, all the different things, all the different pratim, and the extent of how meticulous and careful we need to be with all these inyanim is the same across the board, whether it's this minute detail of a told of, of something or an avalacha, we need to be very careful across the board. So what's one of the hardest parts of, of, of Shmir Shavas for people? It's avoiding and resting from your business dealings. And 
and even speaking of such things. This is an important thing. Not everyone realizes this. Even talking about business on Shabbos is Aser. However, this Aser about engaging or talking about business. Even Yeshaya talks about this. Meaning, it's, it's, it's brought down even in in the in, in, in the Nach. It's not just a, oh, I'm a Darabana, Gezerah, oh, Shavos, we need a, you know, Vishavisa, we should, we should be careful and not talk about these things. No, it's brought down in the Navi itself. The Buzzik says, Many of us say this before Shabbos, Shabbos day Kiddush. Im Tosha be Shabbos or Galecha, Sos Chabasecha be Mkanshi. Vikarosh la Shabbos Oneg. We call Shabbos a delight. Vikibabdo mea Sos Terachacha. Mimso Chavzchav Adaber Daber. And by honor it, and you honor it by not engaging in your own affairs, from seeking your own needs or discussing the forbidden, Azizanik al Hashem. Then you will delight in Hashem. Right? Vaklalhu. And the rule is what? So anything that is also to do on Shabbos, like actually doing business transactions, you can't do anything in regards to that Indian, in regards to move, move along, get closer, to accomplish something with that, with that thing, even when it comes to preparing for tomorrow. Or even to mention it, talk about it on Shabbos itself. For example, it's usher to inspect and, and look at your um, your merchant, merchandise on Shabbos to, to plan for after Shabbos. Think, okay, what do I need to do? What do I need to do tomorrow? Oh, I see. Um, you know, the I need I need to grease the the hinges of, of the door to my store. I see that it's, it's squeaky, or um, you know, I see I see all oh, some of my produce is spoiling. I can see. Okay, so I know I need to make an order tomorrow for more. Or on Shabbos to walk to the gates of the city, close to the end of Shabbos, because you want to quickly be able to go, let's say, to the bathhouse right away afterwards, which is which is outside the city. You're preparing on Shabbos for after Shabbos, something that's also for after Shabbos. And it's also also to say, I'm going to do XYZ tomorrow, or I'm going to buy XYZ purchase to, um, merchandise tomorrow, or anything related to this. Preparing today for tomorrow. Eating things that, that seem like a seem, seemingly like a minor law have to be taken carefully and seriously across all the laws of Shabbos. Preparing on Shabbos for the Shabbos. So it's not just a Hanash but it's, it's, it's specifically focusing here on the talking about being Osik in planning for business related things for after Shabbos. But even anything it says here, right? Dover Poloni Asalamachar, I will do XYZ thing after Shabbos if that thing itself is also on Shabbos. Um, or I will buy that thing for after Shabbos, which would be related to business. But even if that thing has nothing to do with business, it's just something that would be usher. Like, like for example, like growing up as a personal example here, there was a unwritten but but spoken rule in my house growing up that if you speak about anything on Shabbos, plan for something on Shabbos for after Shabbos, then you can't do that thing after Shabbos. That was like a, um, a thing that we tried to enforce. So I would I would often obviously talk about all the homework I have to do and the tests I have to study for after Shabbos to try to get out of that, but that obviously never worked out in my favor. Um, but that's the idea. Even talking, even talking about business dealings on Shabbos um, is an us, is an issue. And 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 just to, to end off, some people may hear that and be like, "Wow, that seems like a lot." You know, what am I supposed to talk about all Shabbos? Halavai, we should we should reach a point where all we talk about is Divrei Kedusha on Shabbos. And, and you know, I try we try to do that, especially at the Shabbos table for sure, to talk about Divrei Torah, talk about Midos, talk about Klal Yisrael, Hashem, Shabbos nature, whatever it is, things that bring us closer to Hashem and not things that distract us and are, are very much related to mon- the mundane, especially the things related to, to, our, to our business dealings we shouldn't be talking about on Shabbos. And, and again, I would, I would encourage us not to look at it as much of, as a burden, but, but more so as, as a blessing of Shabbos, that it allows us to really fully disconnect from the mundane, 
physical materiality of the world and really connect to the spirituality, the oneness, the dvekas, the, the, the closeness, the clinging that we can experience from the holiness of Shabbos. We have a Neshami Yaseir on Shabbos. The more we, we remove even talking or thinking about the mundane things on Shabbos, the more our Neshama and our Neshami Yaseir are able to tap into and experience and feel and taste the Kedusha, the holiness of Shabbos itself. So, Halavai, we should be Zohar to really remove all these things from Shabbos and we'll see Mamela automatically. We'll see the holiness of Shabbos just be experienced and felt, really felt by us um, to, to the greatest extent possible. And, and, like, and like we've discussed, Shabbos, in fact, we haven't discussed it here, we, we've discussed another time, Shabbos is, is the Makar of Rachas, the source for all blessing. So to the very extent that we can really connect to Shabbos and all the blessings that it has to offer, to that very extent, we would have a wonderful week ahead and 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 bring all the Rachas of Shabbos into our lives. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. You have been listening to a shear by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. For the daily shear, please visit Hachzeik.com or call 516-600-8080.